Welcome to your upfront moment. We're building a confidence revolution. Hi friends, I'm Lauren Curry, the founder of Upfront. We're an organisation on a mission to change confidence for 1 million women and non-binary people by 2023. And we do this in three ways. We transform your relationship and habits around confidence, power and visibility through our six-week online course. Each cohort is called a bond. Bond is the collective noun for a group of women and over a thousand women have graduated from a bond from over 20 different countries. We build community, real, genuine, human community, where women learn how to stand up for themselves and each other. We hold each other to account. We celebrate each other and learn together. Our community is Global Bond. We create content that will inspire, challenge and motivate you to be upfront. We are here to change confidence, not women. Upfront Moment is designed to kick your week off with confidence, self-compassion and agency. Hi friend, welcome back. I'm really happy you're here. This week's Upfront Moment is a keynote that I delivered recently for the Swedish Institute. They asked me to talk about leadership. So in this upfront moment, I talk about the who, what, why and where of leadership and together we'll design your very own leadership prototype. The thing you need to remember here is that you are a leader, regardless of your job title, status or age, you can and should lead. Let's build a world that celebrates and encourages everyday acts of leadership from all of us. I really hope you enjoy this episode. As always, don't forget to leave us a review when we get one the team do a happy dance. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. Let's go. Hi there. Welcome to today's session, Rumbling with Uncertainty. Today we are diving deep into the theme of leadership. So before we get stuck in, what do you need to be present for the next 30 minutes? Make sure you close tabs, put your phone away, get a glass of water, do whatever you need to do to be fully present. You might want to have a notebook and pen. And how this session is going to work, I'm going to talk through the who, what, why and where of leadership. You'll have a moment to reflect. And then we are going to design your leadership prototype. So this is the statistic that I want you to hold in mind as we move through this conversation. 90% of people have a negativity bias towards women. It's a scary statistic and it's one that came from research carried out by the UN. And this is what I want you to hold in mind as we go through these conversations. My first question to you is, What is your biggest leadership challenge right now? Is it about your team? Is it about a project? Is it about yourself? Is it about change? Take a moment 
and write the answer to this question down. If you're with a colleague, pause and have a conversation. What is your biggest leadership challenge right now? For me, this is the leadership challenge that I am trying to solve. Rashika Tilshian says the same systems that reward confidence in male leaders, even if they're incompetent, punish white women for lacking confidence, women of colour for showing too much of it, and all women for demonstrating it in a way that is deemed unacceptable. The problem that Upfront exists to solve is not that women aren't confident, but that confidence in women is not rewarded in the world. And we are tackling this challenge in three ways. We're building a confidence revolution through our six week online course, each cohort is called a bond, through our community, Global Bond, and through content, just like this talk. This is a snapshot of our last bond, bond number six. We welcomed 512 women from 27 different countries. These are just some of our business clients who enroll their teams, themselves, their managers, their leaders onto our programme to support their confidence and building a culture of confidence. And it really, really works. Bond 5 saw an average increase of 109% in confidence in just six weeks. So this is the work that has informed all of the stories that I'm about to tell you today. So rumbling with uncertainty. The reason I chose this title was I think this is what leadership feels like right now. There is so much uncertainty and so much change and we have to rumble with it and go along for the ride. So this is my favourite image of what it might look like to bust myths. I am all about busting myths. So whenever you see this lady feeling very frustrated trying to get all her trash in the bin, this is when we are going to bust some myths together, all of which will help you rumble with uncertainty. So what are the myths that we need to bust around leadership? What are the myths we get taught when it comes to leadership that are no longer serving us? Well, the first one is about control. We are taught that leadership is about control and that is fundamentally not true. And that means that often when we get more responsibility, when we get more leadership permission, we feel even more uncomfortable because we feel even more out of control and then so we start to think we're doing it wrong. It is a false narrative that leadership should feel like being in control. Leadership is about saying, I don't know the answer, but we'll find out together. It's about trust. Trusting yourself, trusting your team, and trusting that you are not the smartest person in the room. Status. There are so many unhelpful myths when it comes to the idea of leadership as celebrity. We are taught that it's about position and hierarchy. The higher up in the food chain you are, the better a leader you will be. Not true. 
How many of us have worked with someone who sits very high up in that tree and is absolutely not a leader? Your position doesn't guarantee any leadership quality. We have all met someone that challenges the idea that leadership is about status. Perhaps they're a caregiver. Perhaps they work in catering. Traditionally not where leaders sit, but some of those people are the most inspiring, compassionate and genuine leaders you could ever meet. We also think that status comes with time. And so we wait. We wait for time to pass so that we can be given the almighty status of leadership. And that, my friend, is a waste of time because you are ready to lead right now exactly as you are. Charm. We're taught that leadership is about charisma, wit and style. We're taught you have to be a certain type of person to be a leader. Probably have to be extrovert, definitely have to be handsome. You shouldn't have an accent. This is where the notion of intersectionality becomes really important. The idea that you cannot be what you cannot see. And for most of us, we've grown up our whole lives only being exposed to leaders who are white and male and who were privately educated. And that is what reinforces this harmful myth that leadership is about charm. It is not. Leadership is about being intentional and it's about trust. So my question to you is, what are you a leader of? What do you lead? How are you exploring what leadership means to you? How might you use your leadership skills to advocate for others? These are the questions that I want you to reflect on, journal on, have a conversation about. Now we're going to look at the who of leadership. What are all the myths we need to bust when it comes to the idea of who is a leader and who is not? Well, we're taught that leadership is single player only. We're taught that it's something that you do on your own. And this is fundamentally not true. Leadership is about people. It is about togetherness. It is about teamwork, collaboration, and supporting yourself and each other and other people to achieve the very best and most of what you're capable of. When we think about who is a leader, we're taught to only look up the way. If I ask you to think about who your dream mentor might be, who would you love to be coached by? Your automatic instinct is to look up the way. Who's five years ahead of me? Who's 10 years ahead? Who's 20 years ahead? I think the world would be a better place if we looked down and up and around. 360 degrees all the time. Leaders are not only above us. Leaders are all around us all of the time. 
And when it comes to leadership, it is vital that you understand whose voice is missing, that you mind the gap, that you notice whose voice do you not hear when it comes to leadership? Whose stories do you never hear? Whose lessons do you just not have exposure to? These questions are vital if we want to build a new generation of leaderships that centre kindness and grace. So who are the people in your life who inspire your leadership? Whose voice is missing? And how are you learning what leadership looks and feels like? Who are you learning what leadership looks and feels like from? Now let's talk about the where. Where are you practicing your leadership? What are the myths we need to bust when it comes to the idea of where leadership happens? Well, we're taught that leadership happens at work. We're taught that it's formal, that it happens between nine to five. False. Leadership happens all the time, at work, at home, with people on our own, with our peers, our families, our spouses, our partners, our stakeholders, our teammates. Leadership is not reserved for work only. We're also taught that it only really happens when there's witnesses, that leadership is a performance. And often we'll curate situations when we get to choose who witnesses our leadership, who witnesses our behaviours to achieve a specific goal. So I wonder, how do you show up when there are no witnesses? How do you show up where there is no one to validate you or invalidate you? And RSVP, we're taught to wait. We're taught to wait for an invitation to lead, for permission to lead. We're taught only formal leaders lead, only people with leadership in their job titles lead. And if you don't fit this box, then you're invited to lead. Not true. Anyone can engage in acts of leadership at any time. And the more we all prescribe to that idea, the better our world will become. So some questions for you around the where of your leadership. Where are you practicing leadership skills? Who are you supporting to practice their leadership skills? And where are you waiting for permission? Where are you waiting for witnesses? So here are all our questions together. The what, the who and the where of leadership. What? What are you a leader of? How are you exploring what leadership is to you? How might you use your leadership skills to advocate for others? Who? Who are the people in your life who inspire your leadership? Whose voice is missing? How are you learning what your leadership looks and feels like? Where? Where are you practicing leadership skills? Who are you supporting to practice their leadership skills? Where are the spaces and places where you can step up? 
Where are you waiting for permission and witnesses? So this is our moment for reflection. In small groups or on your own, I want you to share or write down what is top of mind for you from this conversation. Reflect on the what and who and where of your leadership. Hi friends, I'm here to tell you all about our conference. On March the 11th in Glasgow in Scotland, we are hosting our very first conference, Up Front and Centre. And our theme is Activating Grace in a World on Fire. Because I know that you've spent the last three years lurching from one unprecedented event to another. You're hungry for community, hope and real significant change. How can we all show up in the world with less overwhelm and more confidence? Grace. We have got an incredible lineup. You can join us in person or digitally. Go to upfrontandcentre.com to find out more and get your tickets. I can't wait to meet you in person. So now I want to talk to us about the idea of experimenting. Because experimenting is a key pillar of my own leadership and what I believe makes good leaders. It's this notion of reframing scary things as experiments to make them safer, more palatable and accessible. And the first thing I want us to think about when it comes to experimenting is having a beginner's mindset. Children are so brilliant at this. If you watch a young girl building a den, she is so engrossed and obsessed with the idea of building the very best den possible that she will grab any material she can get her hand on. She will ask passers-by to help because she's not seeing that den as an extension of herself. She is very comfortable with the idea that she is not yet good at building dens. She doesn't see this as a test or a time to be judged because she has a beginner's mindset. She has a growth mindset. And the ironic idea is that the more vulnerable you are, the more you can lead with vulnerability of saying, I'm going to try this and I don't know if it will work or not, the more your confidence will increase. Because you're in intentionally framing things as experiments. And what really helps me do this is this notion of making something safe to try. Safe to try is essentially the opposite of consensus. So instead of everybody having to feel very comfortable and safe to do the thing, you change the shape of that thing until the stakes feel low enough that it's safe to try. And you understand and you get to decide what safe to try looks like for your team for your organisation, for your family. 
you know, up front, if something might cause harm to our community, it is not safe to try. If we try something, if we put something out there and people don't engage with it, that's safe to try. No harm will come from anyone to anyone. So reframing things as safe to try is an incredibly powerful mindset and approach, especially if you find yourself stuck in repetitive conversations or processes where moving from talking to doing feels hard. So let's talk about elevating your leadership. At the end of this session, I want you to design a prototype, an experiment that will elevate your leadership in some capacity. And I want this experiment to elevate your leadership in one of these five areas, awareness, perspective, visibility, relationships, or others. And I'm going to briefly just talk you through each one so that you can choose the area that you feel most drawn to and most excited about. Awareness is about understanding the wider system in which you operate in. That might be the system of your team, your neighbourhood, your country, your region, your sector, your craft. Perspective is about stepping into the future and thinking about your context 5, 10, 20, even 50 years from now. Visibility is about working in the open. It's the opposite of working in the dark, of waiting till things are finished and perfect to share. I'm a huge advocate of working in the open, showing your process, letting people in behind the scenes. Relationships are about building alliances. What relationships do I need to build to reach my goal? What relationships do I need to build to better my leadership practice? What relationships do I need to build to change the face of leadership in my organisation? How might my existing relationships help me elevate my leadership? Elevating others is about sharing your power, sharing your platform, and also acknowledging the privilege and influence you have and doing the uncomfortable work of recognizing that, acknowledging it, and thinking about how you can put it to good use in the world. So there we have our five areas. And I wonder, what one are you most drawn to and why? What one would make the most difference to your own leadership right now? So before you design your leadership experiment, I want to share with you some examples that I like. So this quote is from Brené Brown, one of my favourite academic researchers who studies vulnerability and shame. And she says, the courage to be vulnerable it's not about winning or losing, it's about the courage to show up when you cannot predict or control the outcome. Learning in the open. So these are three examples that I really like. The picture on the far left 
is a photograph of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's notebook. AOC is the youngest woman ever to be in Congress in the US and she often gives remarkable speeches that go viral. And on one of these days when she did give an extraordinary speech that went viral, the next day she posted this photograph and said, this is how I planned my speech. This is what it looks like. And in doing that, she sent me a message to say, maybe one day I could give a speech that could go viral because that's what my notebook looks like. That's how I designed the speech that I'm giving you today. She's letting us in behind the scenes to remind herself and us that we are all human and we are all figuring this out as we go. The second example that I love is week notes. Now, week notes are what the title would suggest. They are notes about your week. And if you go to week notes online, you will see hundreds of notes about people's weeks. And these people come from all over the world, many different sectors. This is a very popular practice in the UK's public sector, where leaders will write a note about what they learned that week, what they're thinking about, what they're working on, what they're reading, what they're learning. It's an extraordinary way to build relationships, to share knowledge, and to make your own work accessible so that others can support and help you. For me, I often post on LinkedIn about things that go wrong, about mistakes that I make. In this post, I wrote 17 mistakes I made over the last 12 months. Well, one, I sent an unfinished email to 4,000 people on the wrong day. And people were so moved by this post because we are not encouraged to talk about the things that go wrong. We're encouraged to show the shiny showreel. And that's why I think learning in the open is such a key ingredient for leadership that rumbles with uncertainty. These are some tweets from Sarah Wajid, who is a leader in the UK's cultural sector. She's a CEO. And she talks so openly and honestly about feeling ill after being off work for a while and having to go to an art gallery to cheer herself up about how she felt unmistakably reprogrammed when England's women football team won the cup. When she feels nervous before she gives a big talk. For me, I took a month off work last year, which was a very scary thing to do when you're the founder of a growing startup. And I shared the truth. It was both a luxury and it was difficult. It was both peaceful and restless. And people really appreciated my honesty. And all of the time, my team are watching me. And this is giving them permission to be open, to be honest, to make mistakes and learn from them. This is a brilliant example from Etsy. So Etsy discovered that they had a problem with their culture around mistakes. It was leading to 
people blaming each other, some toxic behaviours. So they decided to try and change their culture's relationship with mistakes. And this experiment started by engineers sending an email to all the other engineers when they made a mistake. They'd say, hey, I just made a mistake. This is what happened. This is what I learned. And it really started to work because it changed mistakes from something to be ashamed of to things that are a source of data. Mistakes are a source of data that can help us learn. And so now, if you ever click on a broken link on the Etsy website, you will see a jumper, a three-arm jumper. And every year, Etsy hosts an award ceremony and they, they give an award to the person who made the most surprising mistake. And of course, they won a three-armed sweater. So now, in your own, with your notebook, with these examples in mind, with the five areas we talked through in mind, I want you to design your safe-to-try experiment. This experiment will elevate your leadership. And here is the template that I want you to complete. I am going to experiment with elevating awareness, perspective, relationships. My experiment is, I hope to learn, and I know this experiment is over, when? And sharing is caring. As you can tell by now, I'm a huge advocate of conversation, reflection, and sharing. So I would love you to share your leadership experiment with me. Send it to me. I would love to read it with your colleague, with friends, with your boss. And I really want you to honour your commitment. You have taken time out to sit and be with me and have this conversation. Insight without action isn't useful. You need to take the action. Go and put some time in your diary now. Think about when you're going to take these steps. And I hope that you can spend some time on your own or in groups having a conversation, reflecting on the questions that we've asked today, the examples that I've shared with you, the principles that we've talked through. And if you've enjoyed this session, I would love to invite you to do one or all of the following. Please let me know how your experiment goes. Talk about this session on LinkedIn. I want these ideas to reach as many people as possible and talking about them online is the fastest, most effective way to do this. I would love for you to sign up to my free newsletter. Every week I send 10 links all around the themes that we've talked about today. And of course, you are so welcome to join our Upfront Bond. Our next bond happens in June, bond number seven. And you can currently sign up today if you are curious to learn more about our bond or anything I've talked about today. You can email me at lauren at weareupfront.com and make sure to find me online and say hi. Thank you so much for your time. I wish you all the very best in rumbling with uncertainty. Hi friends, have you got your ticket for Upfront and Centre yet? 
we are coming together on March the 11th in Scotland to celebrate all things grace. Our theme is activating grace in a world on fire. We are hosting a full day and night event with 300 of you in person. You can join us in person or digitally, conference in the day and a party at night. Up front and centre is your opportunity to meet like-minded people, to activate your confidence in a world that doesn't often prioritise your body, your rights and your story. We'll be gathering in one of the most unique and historical areas of Scotland, Bad in the Barras in Glasgow, a place full of art, colour and laughter and characters you will not find anywhere else. Go to upfrontandcentre.com to get your ticket and I'll see you on the dance floor. Bye.